Backloggers, welcome to another bite-sized episode of the Backlog Breakdown. Um, sorry I'm not as energetic as usual, um, but recently, sorry, I even forgot to introduce myself. I'm Josh, we've got Nate here, yeah, um, yeah, and we're here. here to address uh, an issue that has come to our attention that we actually uh, found another podcast. It was it was sent to us that has been using a lot of the things that we do here um, at the Backlog Breakdown. One could uh, charitably say that they borrow a lot of, uh, not just yeah. us, but also yeah. uh, our friends over at TRG. Um, mm-hmm. you know, well, friend. I'm no, I'm no longer sure about the standing of the one, uh, mm, and it, it's yeah. it's kind of complicated, but uh, somebody sent it, you know, somebody anonymously sent this to us, and uh, it's just really kind of disappointing because, yeah, um, one of our patrons, well, two of our patrons, and guys that we we counted as friends, uh, mm-hmm. have basically been just totally hijacking our shtick, um, and. You know, again, charitably, we could say borrowed um, or sort of even maybe paying tribute. But when we tried to talk to them about it, they uh, there has been a little to no response from them. And yeah. uh, well, so, and, and you'll hear the only response that we've gotten was was um, on the air. They didn't reply to us directly, but it was on the air, and it was a total dismissal. Um, yeah. So, so we felt like this was necessary. To kind of not to air grievances, but just to let everyone know that this is happening, and and hopefully as a way to say, hey guys, let's talk, um, let's yeah. figure something out because we've been at this podcasting for you know five years now, and I, I mean, you know, it, it's it's not right to just take something wholesale like this. Well, and it 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 is kind of a massive bet- betrayal of trust, but even sort of yeah. given everything that we sort of believe and really want to like sort of espouse and embody is, you know, the opportunity to to create uh, uh res- to to restore that relationship. Um mm-hmm. yeah. and to to just hopefully, you know, th- there can be some reconciliation, but that really does require um these two individuals to sort of stand up and take ownership of what they've done. And yeah. uh, unfortunately it's really difficult um, for, for us to do this, but uh, why don't we just, you know, we'll play the, uh, we'll, 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 we're just going to play what we've gotten mm-hmm. and uh, really just like, you know, it'll, it'll become pretty apparent uh, what we're talking about. And, and again, I know that we haven't mentioned names, but I, I think we'll just let their work speak for itself. And uh you know, and, uh, like, you know, all I'm going to say is like, uh, I'd like to say I'm not mad, but I am mad and I'm also disappointed. Mm. Hello and welcome dear listeners to another episode of Backlogs are for Wimps, where we basically change lives and give insight into bashing up your backlog. I'm joined as always by my co-bully, Micah Hendrick. Micah, you piece of work. How are you? I'm fine. Okay. Cool, I guess. How's your backlog report thingy going? It's been a busy week catching up on all the games I have in my backlog. I'm playing Final Fantasy 16 right now. Pre-purchase it to make sure I could get straight down to business. I got home with it, grabbed handfuls of food and shoved it into my pockets and ran to my gaming room. 
On the door, I slapped a sign that read, I'm not a wimp with a backlog. I do that to encourage myself so that I can overcome the temptation to back out of the game and go and buy more. On Sunday night, I came out and used the toilet because my back teeth were floating at this point. I tucked my kids into bed, said hello to my wife, and told her lawn mowing can wait just one more weekend. Grabbed more food and played more so then I wouldn't be a wimp. Whoa, I'm inspired right now. That's, uh, that's an effort. That's commitment to your family and your backlog right there. It's important that when they walk up to your locked up gaming room door, that they see that poster. And they know that their daddy is in there trying his dang hardest not to be a wimp. Just about brings a tear to my eye. But I'm no wimp. I need one of those signs. So, how's the game then? Oh, gosh, tootin' darn it, this is a good game. I would say it's my game of the year, but I'm reserving that for Tears of the Kingdom. Because that game is a dang gosh and good game too. However... There's one problem with Final Fantasy XVI, which is the main hero. Why? What's the problem? Does it make you feel less manly and insignificant due to his brave heroism? No, not this time. They were able to make people feel that way with Titus in Final Fantasy X, but not here. The problem is the name Clive. It feels like I'm playing as an English librarian from the 60s who found listening to the Beatles unpleasant and raucous. The story and character of Clive are meant to imbue a richer feeling, but the name just spells out a guy who likes to eat cabbage soup. That's a shame. I've never really thought of it like that. I once knew a Clive. He wore knee socks. Maybe Square's translation team dropped the ball. Surely his name is meant to be something like Cliff or Clived? Just adding a D on the end actually makes it sound tougher already. Clived. Exactly. I've actually just been calling him Titus because he was such a cool and tough character. Oh, great idea. I named my poodle Titus to make him more intimidating around other dogs. It works a treat. What would be the best part of Final Fantasy sixteen so far? To be honest, I'm in love with the side quests. Back in 2016, a little game we all know and love named Overcooked came out. You remember that one? Yeah, I do remember that one. Not to get off topic, but my spiritual gift is acts of service. And when I started that game, I could not stop. My gift stepped into overdrive. My wife was so happy that I took a week off work to serve the people of Overcooked. It ended up being my game of the year for 2016. Okay. Which leads back into Final Fantasy 16. Confusing, I know, but there are some side quests that just got my adrenaline pumping like it did back with Overcooked. In-game, I'm walking around, I see a side quest, and wonder, what could this be? It's a food delivery mission. Turns out, there are three hungry people in the eatery that I'm in, and the cook is too busy to serve out the food to them. I didn't think this game would have such a cool quest. I wish I could have stretched it out to get the most out of it, but their bellies were rumbling. Square are just really kicking goals this year. First with Forspoken, and now with this neat side quest. (laughs) Yeah, right. That sounds like fun. I'll have to keep an eye out for that mission when it comes up. Anyway, I'll get to what I've been playing. I finally got myself the Platinum Trophy in Elden Ring. So I can scrub that entirely off my backlog and tell any Elden Ring player I have that trophy whether they care or not. 
Fun fact, there weren't any food delivery quests in the game. Well, that sounds boring. Actually, they managed to make it still be a good game without it. It probably would have detracted from the main point of the game and worsened its gameplay. When you think about it, in that game, you're a hero. And people need you to do important things. Like kill frustrating monsters, lords, and demigods. It's almost like the talents of a hero are wasted when he is tasked with giving ordinary citizens a plate of food. Agree to disagree. Heroes come in all shapes and sizes and do all sorts of mundane tasks. I mean, Clark Kent, he's Superman. He was a journalist for crying out loud. I don't get how on the one hand he could work with such a pack of villains, but then dress up and save the world. Good point about journalists, but you're kind of missing the main point. For example, um... Hero, could you please stop a malicious devil from killing us, or would you just keep on giving the villagers their food orders? Oh, wait, you're not doing the food orders bit. You're actually hanging someone's washing on the line. Never mind I said anything at all. All I'm saying is a hero needs to work out their priorities. Disagree. Ah, go step in poop, Micah. We're getting nowhere here, so let's do the thing. It's time to bring up our backlog scores to see how we're going with the quest to become less wimpy. This week, I got the Platinum in Elden Ring, as I may have mentioned, so negative one. I finished all three Super Mario Bros. games, so there's a negative three. I finished Solitaire and got 100% in that, so that's negative two. I finished Farm Simulator 2012 as well, so another negative one. Um... I just about finished a game every day this week, which now puts my score down to negative 156. Wow, Yankee Doodle, you're ripping through your backlog. How about we move on to mailbag now? Well... Wait, no, not yet. You've still got to do your score update. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because you did your backlog report, I guess. That must mean it is my turn to do my backlog report, which is around here somewhere, I'm sure. Oops, I guess I forgot it. It's in the show notes. I saw it before we started recording. Now, tell everybody how your score is going, Micah. Well, I finished Tears of the Kingdom for a negative one. Gee whiz, I was glad to get that off my backlog, and let me just tell you all about that game. So, in the Hey, okay. Keep going with your scores, Micah. Oh, well, okay. Uh... I bought and started Final Fantasy 16 plus two. I bought Lord of the Rings Gollum, plus one. I bought Redfall and Crime Boss, Rock A CD to play with my buddies, so plus two. But I'm going to finish them all this week, I Oh, swear. enough of your rubbish. I've been sitting and brooding on this information since the show notes were done. I've kept myself together. And you even redeemed yourself a little with your sweet story about the sign on your gaming door, which was sweet. But it's time we had a talk. We've got a good thing going on here. And I need you to be fully on board if it's to continue. You've got to slow down with your purchases. Last I checked, you're at plus 180. Is that right? Yes, it's true. <sighs> My heart's breaking. How does one manage to look after their family and pay for bills and go on fun excursions? when you're just doing this sort of thing. Well, I'm going to have to change your perspective. I've got a true story for you. It sure changed my life. By heck, it changed my life. I mentioned earlier about a guy I knew named Clive. 
the one who wears knee socks. Well, one day, when we were young lads, there was a fun fair in town. Clive and I put down our controllers for the day and went along for the fun and festivities. Little did we know, it would be the last time Clive would use a controller. One fun event that caught Clive's eye was the running with scissors 100 metre dash. Oh boy, Nick, I bet I can beat that race and win it. I can surely win the heart of Karen and show her how heroic someone with the name Clive can be. Oh, I don't know, Clive. Can't you just show her how good you are at sorting books out at the library with the Dewey Decimal System? You're really good at that. Clive pulled up his socks above his kneecaps so there would be no crinkles in them. I knew at this point he was serious and wouldn't listen to me. Clive lined up and turned to Karen, giving her a big cheesy wink. The starting gun went off and so did Clive at a pace I'd never seen from him before. It was like his book sorting abilities had entered his legs and made them like that of a geeky-looking gazelle. His thick-rimmed glasses, however, could not keep up with this incredible pace and motion. His vision blurred, and he tripped from clumsy footwork. He went flying into the air with the scissors, escaping his grip. He fell face down like an angel, and the scissors found their way back to Clive's fingers like a kamikaze from the sky. Later that day, I tragically visited Clive and saw his fingerless hands bandaged and bloody. He wept, and then, through tears, he spoke. I thought I could be a hero, Nick, but I guess in the end, Clive isn't a very heroic name. There's something I need to ask of you. It's my backlog. I'm never going to beat it now. I went so long without buying games, and I worked so hard at finishing what I owned, and, and now this has happened. It's such a bummer, mate. Holding back tears, I said back to him. Yeah, it's real tough. I don't know what you're going to do. I know. You're the answer. I'm giving you my game collection. You need to do what I couldn't do. You must beat my backlog and show the world that you're not a whip like me. I then bowed in reverence. I will do this for you, and you are not a whip. You proved yourself today. To me and to Karen. Now, Micah, I tell you this because some people wish they could beat down their backlogs, but they just can't anymore. And then you just go all out and add to it all day long. I don't get it. Where's your heart, mate? Conviction. That's how I'm feeling right now. (laughs) I've been taking it for granted my whole life, the fact that I buy so many games and just don't finish them. <laughs> they all just sit up there on my shelf, collecting dust, while people out there are losing fingers in scissor races. <laughs> I'm not the same anymore, Nick. I'm a changed man, well and truly. I've just emptied all my wish list, and I'm even going to book in to get a tattoo. It's going to say, backlogs are for wimps. Amazing. You truly do believe in this cause now. Totally do, bro. Let's move on. I'm all fired up now, and we got some brevity to be good at. What's next? Sounds like you're going to change the world someday, Micah. But first we need to stick our mitts into the mailbag. Mailbag! Yeah, buddy. It's the mailbag. It appears we have some wretched fans and friends who want us to read out what they have to say, or something. Yeah, 
first one is from Techno Funk Boy. Why do 3D games suck? Hmm. Well, Techno Funk Boy, I think you're barking up the wrong tree, mate. 2D and 3D should be equally celebrated. May the scales fall from your eyes someday. Holy guacamole, what did 3D games do to that guy? Hmm. Well, I'll take the next one. Here we have a write-in from Nate McBeaver. Uh, oh, wait, it's McKeever. He says, suck farts. Um, well, what's that supposed to mean? Does that mean he likes us? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a compliment. He likes us. Let me get the next one. Um, Broccolope writes in. Now, that's a fun name. It's like broccoli and also like antelope. Hey, guys, just been listening to the show and can't help but think you guys are copying my show and, yeah, maybe we should have a chat and sort out what's going on. You're kind of ripping us off and you have 7,000 five-star reviews across multiple platforms. (laughs) I'm going to cut that letter short, Micah. Sounds like your typical begrudged podcast startup who wants to get ahead by bringing us down. Step in poop, bro. We just got a good thing going here. You handled that really well. It's a cutthroat competition and I don't want to see no one getting hurt over this. We started this fair and square. I'll take the next one, hey? All right, here's one from another fan. The Theologian, he says... Uh, you kind of stole the opening line I use in my show. Oh, look, the mailbag is empty. That's a shame. We had some great insights this week, but now it's time to move on to our goals for the week. I absolutely didn't fail mine this time. Now, this is something I've done good at too. Last week, you may remember, I was heading to Texas for the Austin Steak Eating Competition. Well, I didn't make it, but I watched it on TV. The rules this year were to eat 50 T-bone steaks in 50 minutes. My love for steak is undeniable, and I couldn't help but try and join in. I went to the local T-Bone discount store and bought a bag of 50 T-Bone steaks. Went back home, cooked them all up on the grill, and ate them. What? All 50 of them? Yeah. Wanted to see if I could do it, seeing as though I didn't make it to Texas. Made it to 49 steaks across three hours, and my lips were bleeding too much from all the rough edges of the bone, so I had to stop. But it felt good. You should feel accomplished. I wouldn't even attempt to do that. Eating 50 over a week would be a big ask. Now, if I remember, you had an extra special goal this week, didn't you? Something a bit better than 50 steaks? Some might say a secret mission, considering how tight-lipped you were about it. Oh, yeah, it got done. So, Friday night, I toured all of the local dog parks with my pooper scooper. And plenty of garbage bags. Mm -mm. Sounds like some good-hearted community service right there. Yes, I'm all heart and soul, my friend. I loaded it all into the back of my car and drove home with my head out the window because the stench was getting to me. You ever driven with, like, a whole boot full of poo before? Mm, I'm pretty rank. Gagging and driving is a bad combo, too. Once back at home, I grabbed a crowbar and a balaclava, which I think you Americans call... A ski mask. From there, I headed to the local shopping complex. My destination was EB Games. I parked in the car park and crept on up to the entrance. There was no one in sight, which was good, and I assumed no security about. 
I also grabbed my crowbar and made like Gordon Freeman to the front entrance. I was right, not a soul to be seen. I went back to the car and left my crowbar, as it was only for theatrics in the end, and one by one, I carried the bags of poop to the entrance. Four heavy-duty garbage bags filled to the brim. Hmm, okay, this is getting kind of weird. Starting to lose the pillar of the community vibe about you. Just wait, it gets better. Now, I equip myself with some elbow-long latex gloves and get to work. I pick out each individual poop and sit them all spaced out across the entrance of EB Games. It was like playing with Play-Doh, really. Each poop close enough that a foot wouldn't fit between them. This job nearly broke me, but I heard Clive's voice in the back of my head, beat my backlog, and my resolve grew stronger. I endured and finished what I started. 2,709 poops were scattered across the entrance to the store. It was like a grand poop army ready to storm EB Games. Hmm. Da Vinci, Monet and Picasso wish they could have created such art. Micah, no one will be adding to their backlog this weekend, myself included, unless we step in poop. So step in poop, you backloggers. Are you insane, you loony tune? That's disgusting. And my kid has a pre-order to pick up from there tomorrow. What are we meant to do now? You've got to make that choice as a father, Micah. You're a changed man now. Lead your kid through poop and add to his backlog and possibly make him a wimp, or he could join us. Will Micah do the unthinkable? Is he really a changed man? We'll have to find out next week on Backlogs Are For Wimps. <laughs>